everybody, welcome to episode 278 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am one of your two co-hosts of the day. No, Dylan, because he's working, I guess. That's what he claims. Maybe he's just avoiding me, but probably not. He's a good guy. He wouldn't do that. I'm Cliff. Colby is here, too. Say hello, Colby. What up? He just, the amount of energy he brings to this podcast is effectively unparalleled. I do not know what we would do. This podcast would be just monotone and boring if it wasn't for the energy with which Colby just by himself brings that. And it's great. Uh, anyways, we're we're a podcast. We do video games and stuff. Um, it's me and Colby today, so there's a good possibility that there'll be more stuff than there is normally. We tend to tend to stuff a little bit more. That's fine. We're talking about what we've been playing. We're going to talk about kind of a small amount of news with one really big thing. Uh, PlayStation unveils Project Spartacus. And I'm going to need you every time I say that today, Colby, I'm going to need you to say something about you also being Spartacus. Is that something we can do? I am Spartacus. Perfect. Uh, we're going to talk about the Netflixication of video games. Uh, we're going to talk about Grand Theft Auto Online, and I'm guessing Colby and I both have a lot to say about this. Um, Netflix bought a new studio, and I, I don't understand why. Like, I, I mean, I understand why Netflix is buying game studios. I do not understand why they bought this particular one, but maybe they know something I don't. They, in fact, they probably definitely know something I don't. And then we're going to talk about horrifying new Xbox controllers. Uh, we got questions from Prime Fan, Princess Megan, Joe Coleslaw, and Mansox. We got some free Epic games. We got uh, just a handful of Xbox Game Pass games. I'm actually kind of disappointed. They kind of thought maybe they would uh, release the, the, you know, kind of the April games. They have not yet, so probably tomorrow. It's just just how it works some days. Uh, but we do have Xbox Gold. Um, we have leaked PlayStation Plus, but we're going to call it the real thing. Uh, we got Prime Gaming and the new uh, set of games coming to Prime Gaming Luna. So tons of cheap free stuff. We got a little bit of Troll Corner. It's been a while. I thought maybe we'd throw that in as well. But first, let's stock. Stock? Let's not stock anyone. That would be weird. Let's talk about what we've been playing. What have you been playing, Cole? Breath of the Wild. Woo! Just beat the third Divine Beast. So, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and now I am trying to make $10,000 so I can unlock the last fairy fountain. And it's not great. <laughs> I would not think so. Uh, yeah. do, I, I don't remember. Can you do the Divine Beasts in any order? Is there like a an order you have to do them in? Or Nope. You can do them in any order as far as I know. Which one did you do first? The Zora one. I did one that the only one I ever saw looked like an elephant. Which one's that? Zora. Yeah, I don't I couldn't get past it. I don't yeah. know. I'm probably just bad. I haven't had any problems with the like Divine Beast like end bosses except for the Gerudo Desert one, which was like a pain in the ass. I yeah, I don't hated it. I don't remember what I couldn't get past. I don't remember if it was is there there's like a boss for each of them, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I just couldn't be yeah. the boss. I don't know. It's been it's been a long, long, long time. So whatever. Uh, and that's all you've played. I played a little bit of a game called Skull, um, mm -hmm. which is a new Game Pass game. Yeah, and it's a roguelike. And I played until I died, and then went. I don't want to do that again. And <laughs> gave up on it. Fair. 
Um, and then I played a little teeny tiny bit of a game called Kraken Academy! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Is that like a like a kind of a visual novel kind of school thing, or I don't know. Um, I I honestly like I played it for I don't know two hours and and you I don't, don't know. know. How- <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like you're a dude who goes to school, and there's a giant kraken, and he needs your help. And the kraken needs your help. Yeah, kraken needs your help. Um, and your school's weird, and you've got to talk to people and gain friendship with them. And I don't know. I may continue playing it. I may not. I'm not sure. Yeah. So uh, it's probably kind of like a what's that series that kind of like Persona, I guess. Persona. But yeah. I don't know if there's any real like. Like in Persona, you can go into dungeons. Yeah, I don't dungeons. know if there. I don't know. I I played. I talked to the Kraken. I broke into the headmaster's office, and then I uh, played Breath of the Wild after that. I, I did so. not expect the overworld in this game to be so pixely. Yeah, it's, yeah, kinda, it's very cute. pixely. Yeah, uh, it's on Game Pass. If you want to give it a give it a shot, um, it, the developer is Happy Broccoli Games. Do you think that makes yep, yep. The, the game itself make more sense? Th- there's a, a, a one of your friends is a stock of broccoli. As as you do, I don't know. I like the look of this game. It looks interesting. Yeah, I uh, I I like I said. I I don't know. I I need to try it again because I I just don't think maybe I was in the headspace yeah, yeah. to do it. But uh, I get that. It's it's six and a half hours long. I may do that. That's not bad. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll give that a go. Uh, let's see. This week, I I beat Tunic. Um, yeah, it's got uh, the bad ending. I hear. I did get the bad ending. Um, Tunic's a, an interesting game to me because I've been very excited about it for a very long time, and I think that is often a bad thing. Um, and now you know why I just don't pay attention to video games, Cliff. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes it works out okay too. Um. I think that I was always going to be a little have a weird relationship with Tunic just because of the kind of game it is. It's a like I mean at its core it is a Legend of Zelda Souls like, um, and I just I can't get into that because I think to me one of the things that comes along with being a Souls like is not just the like punishingly difficult. Um, combat with, you know, stamina meters and, and all that. Um, because I was able to just wipe that all away because I played it yeah. essentially with God mode turned on. But I think the other part of it is, like, crypticness that you're expected to do a lot of work to, like, unfold. Like, the Dark Souls games are very much like, they don't tell you anything and you're supposed to kind of just muddle your way through to figure out this, this you know, yeah. what the plot is. and. Tunic had a lot of that, and and it tried to be very clever by exposing the game mechanics and gameplay and um, kind of quest system through essentially a a manual like you'd get like with an old school NES game that you'd find pages to, and uh, you know it would show you like that's where your map was. If you want to know where you were in the game, your map was in there, and it would show your little fox icon on your map. Um, if you were in the main section, sometimes like you weren't there. Sometimes you, if you didn't have that map page, you were kind of screwed. Um, and the ending was also based on that. Is the way you get the good ending is actually to get all the book pages, 
am I'm missing I don't know like six or eight and you know I was like I, you know on Saturday morning I was like ah, maybe I'll just like pop up a guide and go find these and I like popped up the guide for the first one I was like you know what maybe I just won't <laughs> so I don't know um I wish the game had had a little bit more of a story that was obvious because you know it was in English instead of made up tunic language. Yeah. Um, I wish maybe that it hadn't been quite as difficult because I think it would have been an interesting interesting game to actually just be able to play without having to just turn on God mode. But I mean, it became very obvious to me playing in God mode how very not far I would have been able to get into that game. I mean, it, say it takes ten hours, I might have been able to like muddle my way through the first like maybe two or three hours but after that it was it was never gonna happen so yeah um but you know overall it's really cute got a great aesthetic i like the kind of exploration and the the overall gameplay um i liked finding new things and and kind of doing stuff it does have kind of that also zelda stuff where you do everything and then oh shoot you have to do it again because you know you're in the dark world or you know whatever this one you end up dead spoilers i guess um whatever uh i mean like this game has so little of a story called like i don't don't even know if it matters like things happen um and you you do like vague quests you know it was it was fine like if i had to give it a score i'd probably give it like a I don't know, a seven. Um, there are people that legitimately love it, though. So, like, yeah. don't don't take my word for it. It's a game that was just not made for me that I forced myself to play because I thought it was cute and it had a fox in it. So, you know, whatever. Um, I started playing uh, Going Under after that, which is a... Um, it's a roguelike. Um... With a like kind of a little maybe a different take on a roguelike. So it's set in um I would say probably like a near future where capitalism has gone even wronger than it has currently. And it's it's like it's not set in Seattle, it's set in the like North Cascadia city state. So like that that tells you kind of you know where it's going. Um and you play a, a girl who's gotten an internship at um a, a place called Fizzle, which is a uh, like sparkling beverage meal replacement company. So it's essentially if you took like uh, oh, what are those disgusting fruit Lacroix? Yeah, like it, it's a mix of like a Lacroix and um, Soylent or Lacroix and um, Hubble Hustle. What are those? That, that other meal replacement oh, thing. Oh, Huel? Huel, yeah. <laughs> um, like, like that's the idea. And, and they're, they're weird flavors, and that doesn't matter too much. But essentially, you get to, you're supposed to be a marketing intern. And uh, instead, the first day, your boss says, you know what we really could use? If you could go down into the basement, and um, there's this other startup down there that, that went under. And that's why it's called Going Under. Is it, there's all these, these uh, startups that have gone out of business. But when they go to business, they go real bad and like turn into demons and monsters and stuff. And if you could go clear them out and then kill the, the boss of the startup, and then you'll get this, uh, like this relic from him. And just bring that back to me. And uh, the entire place is 
populated by everyone who you would expect. Like your boss is this kind of ego, like the, the guy who owns the company is this like egomaniacal startup dude who, you know, is all about rise and grind and, you know, like reading, you know, books about entrepreneurship and <laughs> overspending on stupid stuff because he doesn't understand how like venture capital works at all. He just knows they have a lot of money. And then, you know, he started the business with the guy who who makes the drinks. And that guy's like this, you know, artistic visionary of of making, you know, amazing combination of beverages, but has no business sense. And then there's an accountant who's just frazzled all the time because he's spending money they don't have. And the programmer who's like super paranoid about security and, you know, like hates working there more than anything in the world, but like it's a job, whatever. And she has a cute dog you can pet, which is great. Um, and then this like stoner dude who runs the like cafe that people can come in and get fizzle beverages while you're there. Um, but so you end up, the, the like roguelike part of it is you have to go down into these dungeons and fight. Like there's one, the first one you fight is a... Um, Oh, shoot. What do they do? I can't remember. There's a cryptocurrency startup that you have to go fight. There's a uh, like a online dating uh, startup you have to go fight. Um, and, and so the roguelike part is, you know, you just have to keep going and going and going in these until you build up the right, you know, because you, you upgrade your the apps that are on your phone that help you fight and you... Uh, you know, and, and all the fighting is done with just like weird props you find because all the startups are those like super web 2.0 startups that, you know, have all sorts of tchotchkes and, you know, pool tables and arcade a, machines. And Do you get to hit anyone with an Aeron? Yeah, kind of that idea. Or, or is Aeron too, yeah, too, what, is too the Frank? Bougie. Yeah, yeah. Who's the the chair guy, Frank? Oh, Frank Miller? Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean like that's the idea, you know, like you're you're right. fighting with all these, you know, giant weird things. Um and anyway, anyway, once you beat all of them one time, then some stuff happens and I won't ruin that. But then you have to go fight them again. Um and they're harder. And and that's where I'm at now and I'm like like I understand conceptually what's going on here, and I I really 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 like the game. I think the game's really funny, and it's a really good send up of like, you know, late stage capitalism and um, office culture, and um, like startup culture, uh, and having like worked on all of those things, like I get the in jokes and it's really funny, but I just don't know if I want to like grind my way through the same levels essentially over again, just with harder, um, yeah. you know, fights. I, I, I don't want to say I kind of breeze through them the first time, but I, it wasn't super hard. But what really concerns me, like, first of all, it's got a bunch of accessibility options and I turn them all, all the way up. Um, this game's supposed to take like eight hours, and I'm only like two or three into it. So I'm really worried what's going to happen is, is I'm going to beat them all, and then they're going to be like, and you get to do it again. Yeah. So I, as much as I really like the game, this is another one of those, like, I love the idea of the game. I just wish it wasn't a roguelike. Um, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Um, and then I played, like, the complete opposite of all of those games, and I booted up Guardians of the Galaxy, the, like, Square Enix um, AAA movie tie-in extravaganza, except it's not a movie tie-in because it doesn't have any of the movie characters in it. It's, I guess, a comic book tie-in. And, man, 
Someone asked me today how that was, and I'm like, it is the most triple A of triple A games, and I don't, I don't really mean that as a compliment. Um, like, if you let me, let me, let me back up. If what you really like is real bread and butter triple A third person games, like if if you like, if you really like. PlayStation single-player first-party games, you'll probably like Guardians of the Galaxy because it really has that feel. It's it's uh, like giant set pieces that you get put inside and then you have to kind of work around inside them, but there's no... It's it's feels very railsy. Um, I honestly got past the fact pretty quickly that these aren't the movie characters. Like, that doesn't bother me nearly as much as I thought it would, except for whoever does... The voice acting for um, Quill, uh, Star-Lord, is... I, I don't know who it is, but it's so not Chris Pratt that it's kind of a, a bit of a problem. And he looks like just like some weird generic surfer guy, um, which is a little strange. But like the story is pretty good. Um, it does have a lot of that... Like I'm not a huge fan when games... To me, like what I want a game to do is if I'm in a cutscene, I'm in a cutscene and I don't really have to take do anything. But I really dislike it when games like you enter a room and it's still very much an engine and it feels like you should be able to do things, but you can't because oh my gosh, you're in a cutscene. And then like the cutscene ends and all of a sudden you can walk again. I really don't like that oh. version of video games. And it, it to me it, it's like something that is really indicative of the kind of game you're playing, and I just don't like that. Um, but the, th the thing that probably makes this game the worst is, first of all, it has quick time events, which I, I hate um, a lot. Um, but so far, they only appear to, like, the only time there are quick time events is when you try and make a jump and you don't make it. And so you have to do that, like, oh, I'm clinging to the edge, and then I do a quick time jump to, like, pull myself up. And I'm mm. like, well, that's... That's dumb. Um, but the, you can just turn them off. You can, there's actually a uh, an accessibility option that just lets you win all QuickTime events, which is nice. <laughs> um, but the other part that I'm not... I don't know. I, I understand that the game is Guardians of the Galaxy, and so therefore you are a part of a team. But I kind of figured I would just be hanging out with all the other Guardians, and they would be um, just playing you know they, they would be there and they would fight with me or maybe we'd be on separate teams or maybe I'd get to control the different Guardians of the Galaxy but instead it's one of those games where you are supposed to like push a button and issue orders to your teammates during Ooh. battle um, and it's not only one of those ones like I've played those before and sometimes you can just completely ignore that part of the game yeah. and uh, not worry about you know leading your teammates but this one has enemies that can only be defeated if you like tell the right people to attack them at the right times kind of thing and it's got this like super cheesy and I've only used it once and it was very much that so if all your teammates get like knocked out in a fight you do this like you push the play button on your tape recorder and music turns on and everyone huddles up and you like are supposed to do this kind of uh 
inspirational speech based on what they're saying. So you have to like choose options about what your inspirational speech will be. And then if you do it right, everyone like gets their health back and gets a little power boost. But if you do it wrong, I guess they don't. And it felt really like the first time they did it, it was very obvious that they just knocked everyone out because they wanted to show you how to do it. Um, and I don't know, like I don't, I'm like two or three hours into it and like the story's fun and the gameplay is not horrible. It's not great, but it's not horrible. But I, I do kind of enjoy, like I enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy world enough that I think I'm probably willing to put up with the gameplay to, to play the game. But man, at the same time, I just wish video game developers instead of, you know what, every time I play a game like this, I'm like, you know what would be awesome is if instead of you giving this to Square Enix and whatever, if you just given this to like an interesting indie developer and let them do something interesting with this instead of making exactly this game that I absolutely expected. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, frankly... I'm not saying you'd make more money doing it that way because you'd, you'd obviously probably make less money, but this game apparently cost so much to make that it was disappointing sales-wise, even though it got really good reviews from, from reviewers. Um, it just hasn't made enough money, which I kind of think is why it ended up on Game Pass. So maybe, maybe you know, you could make some... You know, you, you give a cool indie developer a million dollars to make a game like this. They make two or three and you just call it good. I, I don't know. I just, this game feels very, feels very cookie cutter from every other AAA game I've played in the past. I don't know. To me, like, you play a Ubisoft game, all the Ubisoft games feel the same. You play yeah. a Call of Duty game, they all feel kind of the same. And then there's this just weird, like triple a first party single player cookie cutter that i think all like the tomb raider games fit into the uncharted games fit into i think god of war kind of fits into that mold a little bit and i just they feel they just feel generic but with like this really gorgeous overlay like the game's beautiful it looks i'm playing it on a pc and it looks just absolutely incredible but like i don't know like is that is that really that important i I don't know. Um, the last thing I will say too is I am playing it on the PC and I'm playing with an Xbox controller and that game cannot figure out what I am doing to save its damn life. Um, apparently there's a bug on Steam that got pushed over to the Xbox for, or to the, the Microsoft Game Pass version and on Steam you can just go in and reset the controller and all your button presses will be right again. But this game is constantly like, press X. I'm like, I am pressing X and, and they're like, no, press it again. I'm like, did you mean A? And they're like, no, I mean X, but thank you for pressing it. I'm like, but I didn't. I pressed A. They're like, good enough for me. <laughs> um, and it, like all the buttons are switched. But then probably 30% of the time, it's like, hey, press square. I'm like, but I do not have a square. <laughs> I don't know. I uploaded a, a picture to our Twitter uh, this morning that was literally it saying, like, press X to do this. Or no, press square to do this. That the PlayStation X to do this, but then to go back, hit B. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> I'm not using two controllers to play this game. So, you know, it's it's fine. Um, I wish, like, after playing it, I wish that it was like a tight nine-hour game instead of, like, I think it's like 
almost 20 hours, <laughs> but whatever, you know, either, either I'll power through or I won't. And we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think that's it for this week though. Um, although I really weird West comes out in two days. I really want to play weird West. So maybe I'll play, maybe I'll play guardians of the galaxy in the mornings. I've been getting up like just a tinge early and playing like a half hour of video games before I start work. So maybe I'll play guardians there and I'll play weird West on the weekends. So we'll see. Anyway, uh, big shout out now to our patrons. These are the fine folks that support this podcast. So like yesterday, when I get hit by our squad cast bill, I don't go, Ugh. I mean, it's not that bad really, but you know, it's money, it's money, real money. Anyway, uh, big thanks to them. You can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to support us as well. And if you are a $10 a month donor, we say your name right here. So big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. Rich's birthday was yesterday, and I got to meet his dog, and it was great. Happy belated birthday, Rich. Big 5-0, man. His dog is great. I really enjoyed his dog. I mean, he's a delight, too. That sounded... Wrong. No, his, his dog's so cute. Her name's Leia. I really enjoyed it. Ah, she's so sweet. I got to like pet her head. It was great. Real good. Real good. Everyone else there was great too. Like I hung out with him and his family, but the dog was really the highlight, to be honest. Uh anyway, again, go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and you too can support this podcast. Uh no Dylan today, Cole, so this is up to you, man. <clears throat> Extra Life. No. Next one. I don't know why that's there. <clears throat> I mean, I guess you could go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life to support this podcast or uh, join our team. But. News. News. So, Colby, who are you? Um, I'm Colby. And? I'll also Spartacus. Also Spartacus. Um, and the, the, so that's the code name for Sony's new, uh, also Spartacus, also Spartacus, <laughs> new, uh, game pass like, uh, subscription. I think the, the funniest thing that I've been seeing rolling around on this is they're like, you know, if, uh, if game pass is the Netflix of, uh, of video games, then, uh, this new, this new PlayStation thing is kind of like the, let's say Hulu, of uh, video games, <laughs> you know. Ouch! Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not. It's not. It's not bad. Um, it's not good. It's, <laughs> it's not good. Um, I think I wouldn't have chosen Hulu. <laughs> so you mean the streaming service that I'm like, hey Cliff, can I borrow your Hulu password? There's two movies I want to watch. <laughs> That's it. It's not great. It's not great. Uh, it's probably a little better than Hulu. Maybe it's like the, I guess maybe like maybe the Amazon Prime. Of, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it comes in three levels because you wouldn't want this not to be confusing. Um, PlayStation Plus Essential is essentially what you've been getting with PS Plus right now. So PS Plus goes away. So I, I guess that's the thing. PlayStation Plus goes away. Uh, PlayStation Now, their current streaming service, goes away. They're being replaced by PlayStation Plus Essential. So this gives you everything you've been getting with PlayStation Plus Now. The two downloadable games a month, the discounts, um, saved game storage in the cloud, um, and then ability to play online. And uh, it will... 
cost either $10 a month, which is, I believe, what it does now, or you get a little discount if you buy it three months at a time, it's $25, or you can buy it for $60 a year. So kind of what you've got now. So PlayStation Plus essentially becomes PlayStation Plus Essential. Uh, then the next tier is PlayStation Plus Extra. So you get everything from the Essential tier, plus a catalog of 400 PS4 and PS5 games. Um, including what they're saying, like hits from their the best of their first party and third party partners. Um, and these are downloadable to play. So there's no streaming. This is this is get downloading games to your your PlayStation to play. And that costs $15 a month, uh, 40 quarterly or uh, 100 a year. So that's essentially the same price, at least monthly as uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Um, do you know Do you know what the yearly price on Game Pass Ultimate is called? Do you get a discount on that? I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't paid for Ultimate in so long um, that I'm not exactly sure what it costs. I know it is $15 a month if you buy it um, that way, though. Um, and then they have another tier called PlayStation Plus Premium, which adds up to 340 additional games. And this includes PS3 games that you can stream, um, a bunch of classic games, uh, in both streaming and downloading downloadable options um, from the PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generation. So you get a bunch of old games with this too. Uh, you can cloud stream uh, the PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games um, in both the extra and premium tiers uh, if PlayStation Now is available in the market you live in currently. So nothing changes from PlayStation Now. And then you can also stream PS4 and PS5 games uh, to your... Oh, I'm sorry. You can also stream uh, these to a PS4 or a PS5 and a PC. So, And then, and then there also is going to be some trials uh, like uh, available at this level. So uh, PlayStation Plus Premium, you get a bunch of extra games, um, something similar to xCloud, and uh, a bunch of old games that's going to be nine, uh, sorry, $18 a month, 50 quarterly, or $120 a year. So what it does not have is uh, day-and-date first-party games like the Xbox does. Um, I would not be surprised if you do see day-and-date um, third-party games, though. Um, which, like, I think this is fine. I, like I think it's probably this is this is essentially pretty much exactly what I figured this would be. Um, the pricing I think maybe is a little higher than I would have thought, but you know whatever. Um, the thing that I think really really sucks most about this is I guarantee you what is going to happen now is PlayStation is going to use this as a let's buy a bunch of. Uh, day and date releases and make them exclusive to this platform um, so they can't go to Game Pass. And so Game Pass and PlayStation are going to get in that little kind of thing that I had calmed down a little bit um, where exclusives come to, you know, one platform versus the other and you've got a year of exclusivity or six months of exclusivity. And I don't know. I, I really dislike that. It really seems like this will probably be somewhere where you start seeing that happen again. So I don't know. I, I'm i not going to be shelling out. Like there's there's a very small part of me. It, well, let me let me tell you one thing. Is this have a, if this has a trial and there's a couple of good PS5 games on it that I want to play, 
I might trial it and, and stream some stuff to my PC. But uh, I'm not going to shell out 120 bucks a year to play PlayStation games on my computer. Um, do you have any interest in this call? No, yeah. no. I uh, I don't even have a PS4 controller still. Yeah. So. I, I have... I have been suckered's the wrong word. I've convinced myself for the last two generations that I should own a PlayStation, which is why I owned a PS3 and a PS4, and I never played either of them at all. Um, I just greatly prefer the way an Xbox works. I like their controller better. I like um, like the UI of their system better. I like just how everything works better. Um, that being said, I I really wish there was a tier on here where you could uh, just, like, I wish they had an xCloud. I wish I could just, like, I, I, I would probably think of paying, like, five or ten bucks a month for a streaming-only one where there were some PS5 games in there. Um, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, I, you know, if you're a PlayStation owner, this is awesome for you. Um, like, yeah. Game Pass is the greatest thing in the entire world. Like, it has absolutely 100% changed the way... I play games and I buy games. So, like, fantastic for y'all. Uh, it's just a bummer that there's no, like, first-party day-and-date releases on this. Um, and PlayStation addressed that. They said they just can't afford to. Like, uh, they can't afford to make the big blockbuster games and release them day-and-date. So, uh, you know, I... I I, I don't know their business, so <laughs> we will see. Uh, good good that it's out there, though. I think it's going to, you know, I actually don't know the release date. I think it's going to roll out in Asia first, as I recall, and then will roll out here in and here and in Europe later in the summer. So this isn't, like, available today. It's uh, available in a couple of months. So now you know what it is. Uh, actually, I do know. It's going to roll out in Asia in June, and then we'll roll out in the Euro U.S. and uh, Europe after that. So sometime after June, uh, maybe July or August, I guess summer. Um, and you will get uh, Death Stranding, God of War, the first one, uh, Spider-Man and uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. So... Like, cool, but except for Eternal, all of those games came out in 2019? <laughs> 2020? So, Returnal is, was last year, but I don't, I, th I don't know if any of the rest of those are last year games. So, yeah, new-ish new stuff, but give it a go. Uh, kind of building on top of that, um, I think we've, we've kind of... Th we throw around that kind of Netflix of games... Uh, concept a lot with Game Pass, and I mean, you and I call. It seems to me, I think, based on my experience, that like I don't know, I don't know why doesn't everyone just use Game Pass? Isn't that how games just work these days? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know the last time I bought a, played a game that wasn't a Game Pass game, except for like a handful that like you've bought me <laughs> um and all those games felt like they should have been game pass games they just didn't make it onto the service yet so um but uh apparently they did a little bit of research and found that like the the netflixification of games is is not nearly um as far along as i would have thought uh, have you did you did you read this article yet call no okay no. so good 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 so this is uh from pc gamer um 
And uh, if you had to guess uh, what percentage of the entire gaming market uh, like Game Pass accounts for, what would what would you guess? Does that include um, mobile games? Hmm. That is a really good question, and I don't know the answer. Uh, 2%. Hmm. The answer is 4 Um and it, like you're right that like the knowing about uh, mobile games probably does figure into that question. I, I again I don't know, um, but apparently it's it's actually pretty small and it has not been growing as insanity wise as as you think it was. You know the the at the addition of these PlayStation games is obviously going to help, but they and they anticipate it'll be more like eight or nine percent by 2027. But it's not like oh my gosh, you know everyone is just playing games on Game Pass and nobody's buying them. So uh, I think that's interesting. And I will say, man, if if you're not into Game Pass, you're missing out on some just like fantastic games. And it is just the absolute easiest way to do gaming these days. Um, I stream like my Game Pass stuff all the time now. It's my gaming. I guess Game Pass has just made my gaming easier. Like it cost me theoretically $15 a month, but like I said, I haven't paid for it in forever because I bought an Xbox in a certain way, and so I got like two years of Game Pass free with it. Um, but my, my Game Pass subscription is up in August, and I will absolutely be renewing it. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I mean, I think the thing is, if you look at it and go like, oh, I don't know if these games for me, man, just try some stuff. There are so many amazing games on there. I mean, between Colby and I, like, I mean... I probably think every two weeks there's four or five games that I'd, I'd like to play. And they're not all great, but, I mean, some of them have been really good. Um, yeah. I think it's absolutely worth it. Uh, let's see. You know what is not good, Colby? This is, this, that's a transition. You know what's not good? Um, Activision. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Activision, that is not what I was going to say, but Activision settled one of their sexual harassment lawsuits today for $18 million, mm-hmm. in case you're wondering how that's going. Uh, no, Grand Theft Auto Online. Like, Colby and I tried for weeks to play Grand Theft Auto Online, and it was a, just a nightmare. Like, you couldn't get into each other's games. You'd create private servers, and all of a sudden, like, some weird rando dude would show up in your private server and kill you. Like, the 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 economy is super weird. Like, I, how did we, we... We had a bunch of money called. Do you remember how we got money like i don't i don't think i bought like i, I was i was buying shark cards <laughs> did you buy shark cards uh-huh yeah and but i ended up with like i didn't i didn't pay for the game and so like i bought just some shark cards yeah and i i ended up with like a million dollars in there i think it must have been like a like maybe a game there was yeah like promotional Something. stuff and and but then like i'm like you know i was playing the game and then i looked up and i'm like why do i only have like half a million dollars i haven't done anything and they're like oh you got to pay rent on stuff and i'm like well how often do you pay rent and they're like well, about once every 5 minutes because that's how the day night cycle works and i'm like wait this is this is just a this is just a scam right <laughs> is this just a scam but people really like grand theft auto online like there's these huge weird like role playing communities inside of it and like maybe we just couldn't figure it out maybe we're dumb but i mean it just prints money um 
and and the way they're going to start printing money now is there's a new version of it that is coming exclusively to uh, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X S X slash S consoles, and it's uh, it's going to be a subscription service called GTA Plus. Um, it launches at the end of this month, and it's going to be six bucks a month to play Grand Theft Auto Online, and and you do get some stuff <laughs> so we're never seeing grand theft auto 6 never i'm hearing it's never okay. coming absolutely not uh so you get a half million dollars in grand theft auto cash or like the way i played it that was rent for about i don't know 35 minutes of game time as i recall uh you also get a bunch of uh member only bonuses that you know Exclusive properties that only members can buy, um, exclusive vehicles, upgrades, discounts, um, some extra bonuses. Um, there'll be some gameplay updates that you can unlock that that uh, you might not be able to do without paying $6 a month to Grand Theft Auto. Um, but I just... I don't understand, Cole. This game was so... This is people paying $6 a month to play the online version of a game that came out 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so you're saying you're not going to do that? I, am, I can't even tell you how many different ways I am not going to buy <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Online. It's just so weird to me. It's... But I mean, I guess you make a, a game like this and people love it. But I, I think your takeaway is exactly the right thing, Cole, is that there's uh, you're, you're never, ever going to see Grand Theft Auto 6. I mean, you probably will, but it'll be like 2025, 2026 maybe. So Yeah, yeah. Whatever. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Netflix bought another game studio. Um. And so now they own, uh, I don't remember the name of the studio, but the folks that made Oxenfree, which makes me real sad because I, I, this really strikes me as one of those like Stadia things where like <laughs> they buy a game studio I love and then a couple months from now they're just going like, oh, sorry, closing everything and I never get Oxenfree too. Um, but maybe not. Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe it'll be absolutely fine. Uh, the, the company they bought this time, though, is called Boss Fight Entertainment, all right? So uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how much they paid for this, but you got to assume it's like somewhere between 3 and $4. Um, and I, I need you to help me here, Cole, all right? So Boss Fight Games has made really exactly one game that they want to talk about. Like, you go to their website, they made a game called Dungeon Boss. Now, I don't play mobile games, but have you ever heard of Dungeon Boss? No, but it probably made, like, a billion dollars last year. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the answer, is that it, it made a billion dollars last year. Um, maybe it's fantastic, but I've never heard of it. Um, but they also made, like, some sort of, like, casino game this year. And that was enough, I guess, to get Netflix to buy them. So I don't, I don't know exactly what Netflix would see in in these guys because, like, it doesn't look like the game is something that would um, translate really to playing on a TV with. I, I don't. I, I think the thing is, I don't understand what Netflix's thing is. Is it going to be on a TV with a remote, or am I going to have to buy a controller to play with my Netflix? Or I would. I mean, like, that's the thing. So let's say, you know, Netflix offers a controller for 50 bucks and you can play games through your Netflix account. 
and your gaming Netflix account is now thirty dollars. They better buy better developers than than this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I don't understand. I guess the, the other company they bought is the one that made that Stranger Things game. I think that you liked the uh, Stranger that like oh yeah, yeah yeah like Stranger yeah, Things game. game. Was awesome. Yeah, so they bought them too. So I I don't know. I just I wish I understood more what Netflix is trying to do here because I don't really understand what Netflix is trying to do here, but whatever, maybe, maybe it's not for me to understand. Um, all right. So last thing I'm going to need you to, to open up, uh, the webpage for this, this final bit of news here, Cole, cause I need you to describe something for me. And I think that I, I would have made Dylan do it if he was here, but he's not, um, do you want me to just to send you the link? Would that be easier? Uh, it, I mean, I was I was in the middle of something. You were in the you were in the middle of podcasting, Colby. That's what you were in the middle of. <laughs> no, I was watching a live cam of birds, and there was a badger. Of a ba- Well, okay. Was it a, was it an American badger or an English badger? Um, it's from Germany, so I'm gonna go ahead and say. Well, it was one of the cute black and white striped ones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, adorable, yeah. not terrifying. Oh, hey, there's something in the tree there I didn't see before. <sighs> what that is? Anyway, uh, look at look at. I'm, I'm opening it. I'm open. Oh wow, those are furry. <laughs> so so these are these are new controllers that you can you can win um, along with a custom Xbox uh, One S. Could you could you do your best to describe these controllers for me, Cole? Um, well, it looks like, you know, the, the big game hunter from Jumanji. Yes. Yeah. 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 If he was let loose on like Sesame street (laughs) and hunted perhaps Elmo and cookie monster. And instead of like mounting their heads on the wall, uh, made them into controllers, Xbox controllers. These are, um, a custom Sonic and knuckles xbox controllers um they have i don't know what do you think three quarter inch like fur on yeah on them and i like first of all you can barely see the buttons like there's no way (laughs) like well it seems like the like fur would get mashed (laughs) into the buttons and they would stop working. If, if I won these controllers, the first thing I would... Well, I mean, I would not use them. These would just be purely... Shave it? These would be purely conversational pieces. But if for some reason, yeah, that all... <laughs> I like someone walks in like, so, uh, what's with the controllers? <laughs> I would mount them on my wall, Colby. They would just sit. They'd be amazing. Uh, no, but I mean, if you wanted to use these, I legitimately think you would have to shave around the buttons in, in order to make them work. Um and maybe around the D-pad too, but I mean, can <sighs> got to be real careful in shaving your D-pad though. <laughs> I I am not a dirty person, um, but like I can't imagine that after using these for a month or two that they wouldn't just be <laughs> disgusting. Your hands are just covered in red or blue hair. You're like, God damn it! <laughs> I didn't think about that. They'd shed everywhere, but I mean, like just the oils in your hand, they would get like matted and disgusting. You have to shampoo your controllers. Maybe it's removable. Maybe you can like unzip around the edge and just, maybe they're machine washable. But I just, I, 
I can't imagine what it would be like to use one of these. It's... Also, I enjoy, like, if you, you know, like, teleport me back 30 years and, like, hey, sh- look at this thing. It's a, I'm like, oh, cool. Is that what uh, Sega looks like now? They're like, no, nah, Sega's gone. This is uh, actually just that. I'm like, oh, cool. They're like, oh, also, you can play Sega on Nintendo. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> okay, guys, so you know what Windows 3.1.1 is, right? And they're like, yeah, I guess kind of peripherally. Like, They're like, have you ever thought about gaming on it? They're like, like Solitaire and, mm-hmm. and like Minesweeper? We're like, yes. And in the future, you'll have a box dedicated <laughs> to this, mm-hmm. and it comes with a furry controller, and it's made <laughs> by the same people that make Windows. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's... It's cursed. I think that's the the best way to describe those controllers is cursed. Um, they're real gross. But I guess if, if you want one, you can win one, I suppose. <laughs> and you can also go, I guess, see the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie in theaters on April eighth. Um, have you seen so, Have you seen the first one, Call? I have not. But just to update everyone, the thing that is in a tree is a Martin. Um, I have confirmation. It is a Martin. It's adorable. Is a Martin? It's running in front. Is that a bird? It's like, no, no. It's like a weasel. I love it. Yeah. Sounds amazing. I saw a real cool bird this weekend. Blue Heron. It was real neat. Cool. Anyway. Uh, Sonic's gross. I'll put a picture of that in the show notes. I think everyone should have to see that. Uh, All right. Let's see. We got uh, questions, Colby. There is no Vinny. Uh, can, do you think you could do a uh, uh, a man socks impersonation? Uh, he's from uh, like the Midwest. Do you have a Do you have a Midwest accent? Well, is he from? Um, I guess I won't like say where he's. I from. I think you could probably narrow it down to Indiana. I mean, like, there's a lot of people in Indiana. Oh, I uh, I was thinking he was from somewhere different. No, no, um, Indiana. So. I thought he was from Ohio. No, um, no. If he was from I Ohio, do you watching, have something? No, but I have been watching a lot of live bird cams um, from Ohio. So, what kind of birds do they have in Ohio? Uh, see a lot of um, uh, northern cardinals. Um, a lot of you know the stuff we have here: black-capped chickadees, uh, doves, stuff like that. Interesting. But, uh, interesting. Do you think yeah. we could write a? Uh, a, like a song for Man Socks about like using the uh, Gary Indiana song from the Music Man. Oh, probably. We should think about that. Maybe maybe next time. Uh, all right, Man Socks's question. Uh, he was actually last in line here, but I'm moving to the first because I, d- I didn't do my my impression. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, please go ahead. Jeez, Cliff. Sorry. Hey, oh, I'm Man Socks, and I got a question. It's weird. I did not. I did not uh, anticipate him talking like that, but it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what what uh, what's your favorite type of jelly, Cole? I, I would say that jam probably is in there too. Um, and I just saw his smirk when I saw that. So let's assume that you're putting this on toast. Oh, I was I was just sending you a picture of the adorable Martin. Oh, oh in that case, y'all yeah, go oh, look at that. That's a smirk. Oh, okay. Um, favorite jelly? I I don't know. I like. Like it's cute, yeah. See, um, okay. Last night there, I give you a piece of toast. Like what are you putting on it? A Martin running around. There's a fox. It was adorable. I love foxes. Um, I don't know. Probably just like strawberry. 
I buy the 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 French jam. Oh. That uh, God damn that French jam! It's I know they they helped uh, they helped people during the Holocaust. They did. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't I don't know what it's called. Um, I don't either. It's it's uh, my dad was like fancy french jam I, I mean the name i think is actually french um bon maman yeah it's uh my dad like when he moved up to washington was like hey i got this jam from amazon fresh try this stuff i was like holy cow that is so good um i mean it was weird because Wait, you didn't have that before that i know i never had it before it. them um, oh, we used to, maybe it was after he moved out. We used to buy that. Yeah, no, I'd never had it before. Uh, but like literally he just came at me with a spoonful of jam. I was like, try this. I'm like, I don't want to. And he's like, no, no, you have to. I'm like, okay, I guess. Um, have you had the blueberry yeah, one? Yeah, they're all real good. Have you had the blueberry and the lemon one? I have next? not. I've never had the lemon one. That sounds delicious. Um, but uh, like it ruined every other kind of jam for me. Like I cannot eat regular jam now. Every once in a while, I'm like, this stuff is so expensive. Like maybe I'll just get a giant thing of Smuckers, and it's garbage. So yeah, it tastes. I mean, it like it doesn't taste as good as like homemade jam. No, it's real close. But though. it's about the closest yeah. you can get. Um, like like pro tip, you can buy it at Costco, and it is way cheaper than buying it at the grocery store. Like at the grocery store, it's like four or five bucks for. I don't know, a small a thing jar. of jam. Probably eight, um, 16 ounces, ounces maybe? maybe? I don't know. I don't Costco, know. you get one that's twice the size, and it's like a buck or two more. So that's if you if you have a Costco near you, that's the way to... Oh, see, but I like to get the small one, because then when I go through that, I can get a different flavor, and I just never get tired. Yeah, it's, it's always the same flavor from Costco. I think it's the, the four-fruit yeah, one, same. but still real good. I've never had that one. Yeah, so. It's real good. Anyway, um, I get the strawberry one. Yeah, strawberry is kind of probably my choice, too. Um, I... For for like, if I if I'm gonna choose a a slightly non traditional jam, I really like marmalade. Um, yeah, marmalade. I good. really, but only on like toast. So I don't buy it very often because I'm not gonna eat like peanut butter and marmalade. It's kind of it's not great. But like <laughs> that would be gross. Yeah, I've had it. And it's not bad. It's just like the peanut butter kind of overwhelms the marmalade flavor. So it it just is kind of peanut buttery. Um, but like if I'm at, if I'm at a restaurant, they have those little those little teeny packs of jam. Like I want marmalade. That's the way to do it. Uh, let's see. Next question is from Prime Fan. He says uh, he recently got No Man's Sky. What is y'all's opinion on the game call? Tell me what your uh, opinion of No Man's Sky is. I really liked it. I put like 65-ish hours into it um, and really enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's good. Um, I, there, I had like some complaints. I wish like there was kind of more varied like... I don't know, wildlife, for lack of a better word, aliens. Yeah, yeah. I wish the planets were a little bit more varied. Um, it seems like money was one of those things that seemed a little too hard to get, so to get like the really nice spaceships sure. was kind of hard. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I've said that uh, we should at some point try it multiplayer. Yeah, so. we absolutely should, because I've played it for an hour? Maybe an hour and a half with uh, Joe Coleslaw um, years ago, like the, the the day it came out on Game Pass, I think. I bought it for the PlayStation um, super cheap one day and never played it because it was on my PlayStation. <laughs> and then finally it was released on Game Pass on the PC and I played it. Um, but only a little bit. I think it could absolutely be my jam and I just never have gotten into it. So I, I, I really like those kind of games. Just never, never did it. And I mean, man... 
Did you ever play um Oh, the water one. I'm the one that you blinking you really liked? Subnautica. Yeah, Subnautica. Yeah. yeah, I've played like the first two hours of Subnautica like twenty five times. Um mm. and never like just never stuck with it. So I restart every time I do it. Um but Subnautica seems dope Man. too. So Subnautica is such a good game. I wish they were making a third one. Did you play uh Astroneer at all? Yeah, I didn't like uh, it. I really liked Astroneer. But again, in that same kind of like, I just start over every time and just like dig a bunch on a on a you know moon somewhere. So, uh, Princess Megan says, "What is your favorite ridiculous video game? Something you play purely to lift your spirits and make you laugh? Do you have a, a ridiculous video game call?" Um, <coughs> not really. I really enjoy uh, Surgeon Simulator. Oh yeah. But if the, if there's like a couple people, yeah. Yep. Yep. Especially people who have never seen it. Yeah. Is always very fun. fun to to I should play the second one. I think it's on Game Pass. Game I'm pretty Pass. sure it is. I never yeah. did. I uh I've only done it once with other people. Maybe twice with other people, but um keep talking and no one explodes no, yeah. is maybe the best like party game I've ever played. It's a it's a VR. Well, that's actually not true. It doesn't have to be a VR game, but it's absolutely best in yeah. VR. And uh, the person wearing the VR um, has a bomb in front of them, and it'll be like, okay, so this bomb's got three red wires and two blue wires, and you know, a countdown timer that's in red, and then the people playing with them have like a thirty-page printed um, document that details how to disarm that bomb and in the right way to do it. So they have to tell you all the things about the bomb. You have to figure out which bomb they're trying to defuse. And then you have to tell them what order to do things in or else it blows up. And uh, it's super fun and really frantic. And the first time we played it, the bomb blew up while Dylan's wife was playing and scared the crap out of her. And it was (laughs) very, very funny. So... Uh, that that's a great one. Um, Rocket League's always been kind of a like, just go and screw around and have fun game for me too. So, um, I think uh, what's that? Uh, I can remember the the that that game that kind of came out at the first of the pandemic that everyone got really into the Platonics game where you're doing like a bunch of like mini games to it's like a it's like a it's like a battle royale but with like middle mini games. It's not Among Us. It's uh, oh. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but that one's like Vinny was really, really good at it. I don't know. Anyway, it's a good question. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Uh, last question: Joe Coleslaw says, uh, "What is a boss battle song that slaps? Something that you'd be willing to fight to hear again? Maybe it's a rock anthem. Maybe it's a fresh beat. What do you think, Gall? I I don't know if I've ever like. I don't, I, I think when I'm playing in a, a boss fight, like it's hard for me to pay attention to what the music is honestly the, the only boss battle like song i know is maybe like kefka's from final <laughs> fantasy 6 and it's like literal like circus music so <laughs> i love that um i think that uh, rip and tear off of the doom soundtrack i don't know if you actually like i i remember getting that in the game but i don't remember i don't think you're actually fighting a boss when it's on but man that ge- that that song just is so good. Um, I listen to that all the time, but I, I, I listen more to, I listen probably to more game music when I'm 
not playing games than when I do. And like I, pl- I, I listen to a way wider variety of game music um, when I'm, I'm you know, working and stuff than I do when I'm playing video games. So it's hard for me to... I, I think when I'm fighting a boss, I'm so focused on beating a boss because I'm not good. Um, that yeah. the music is there, and it, it it's a hundred percent part of the experience. But I don't know if I've ever thought, like, man, I'm getting my ass handed to me. But this boss music is so good. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, time for some cheap free games. We got a bunch of them today, so buckle up. Uh, Epic Games is giving away two uh, this week. We've got City of Brass. You can become a daring thief in City of Brass, a first person action adventure. Uh, from the folks who made well, some of the some of the folks who made Bioshock. Uh, armed with a scimitar and a versatile whip, you'll lash and slash, bait and trap your way to the heart of an opulent Arabian Nights-themed metropolis. Uh, I actually looked at the trailer for this. It looked pretty okay. It came out a couple years ago. And you are still, all, are still also are going to be getting uh, Total War Warhammer. It, uh, is the, it has a turn-based campaign and uh, explosive real-time battles set in a universe where colons are... Currency, as far as I can tell. If Dylan had been here, he'd probably be able to tell you more about that, but he's not, so sorry. Uh, Game Pass, just a handful of games. There's, uh, they, uh, like I said, they had not put out their April games yet. We've got Crusader Kings coming out uh, today, actually, March 29th. Uh, that is a Series XS uh, only game. Uh, it's already out on PC. That's a big, massive strategy role playing game. Uh, Weird West comes out on Thursday, uh, March 31st. Woo. Yeah, it looks good. Cloud Console and PC. It's a dark fantasy reimagining of the Wild West where lawmen and gunslingers share the frontier with fantastical creatures. Uh, April 5th, you will get MLB The Show 22 on, uh, on consoles if you're a baseball person. Uh, Colby is trying to spell agency in our shared word document. No, no, no. Are you? That is how it was spelled. I'm highlighting it. To ah, point out I am agency fixing agency. Uh, and that is part of Chinatown Detective Agency, console and PC, on April 7th. Um, that apparently is... I'm her mother. I'm her sister. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, it's apparently uh, inspired by Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. I do not know how that works in like kind of a cyberpunky near future detective game but maybe maybe i don't know it looks cool um i just don't i don't quite get that uh one of the perks is if uh, having ultimate this month too is you can get a three month free subscription to uh the marvel unlimited comic book uh subscription service i'm actually might grab that um it is definitely one of those ones you're gonna want to cancel at the end unless you want to start paying for it monthly but uh catch up on i was gonna say catch up on some comic books but actually maybe read some comic books because i really have never read anything from marvel so uh, three months of that might be kind of fun. Um, Xbox Gold this month. Uh, uh, April 1st to the 30th, you can get another site. Um, and man, I read something really interesting about that game. And now I absolutely do not remember what it was. But it sounded it sounded really interesting. So uh, check that out. Um, you're also going to get Hue, which I think both Colby and Woo! I played. It's quite fun. Um I think I own Hugh. It's real yeah, good. real good. Coming out the 16th through the 15th of May. Um, Outpost. I, that actually might be spelled that way, Call I, I do not know. Oh, I copied okay. and pasted that from somewhere. Outpost. So, yeah, it, it, it's either Outpost or Outpost. Coloki X uh, is out April 1st through the 15th. And MX versus ATV Alive is coming April 16th through the 30th. Um, PlayStation Plus has not officially been announced, but it has been officially been leaked. So... 
I guess that's kind of like an announcement of some sort. Um, you're going to get Slay the Spire, which is a really, really good um, card-based roguelike. I uh, actually have bought that at least once, if not twice. I, don't, I own it on the iPad, I know that. Um, real fun. It's Is that on Game Pass? I don't... It was. was. Yeah. Slay the Spire is good. I don't know if it still is. Uh, Hoods and, or Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Um, there's a lot of buzz around that, but I think it ended up being a little underwhelming. But uh, you can play it free on PlayStation Plus, so no reason not to. And then SpongeBob SquarePants, the battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, which is, I think, the uh, redo, uh, the remix, the re... I don't know. They did something to make it look better, I guess, probably. Uh, on PlayStation Plus as well. Uh, Prime Gaming, if you are a Twitch Prime subscriber, I'm sorry, no, if you are a Amazon Prime subscriber, you automatically get Prime Gaming for free. Uh, and this month you're going to be able to pick up the Elder Scrolls uh, 4 Oblivion Game of the Year Edition, which, like, I don't, that game's playable, I guess, but <laughs> I don't, maybe, maybe the... Um. Oblivion's good. Yeah, oh, it's a super too. good game. It's just, that, that game's old. That game's quite old. You're old. Yeah. <laughs> Man, call every day a little bit older, too. A little bit older. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborhoodville. That's actually a really good multiplayer kind of shooter set in the Plants vs. Zombies universe. It's a lot of fun. Oh, hell yeah, that next yeah, one. Yeah, Neighborhoodville Turnip wanted, Boy Commits play Tax that. Evasion, which I've heard is actually quite fun. So check that out. I've had that on my wish list yeah. for a while. Uh, Evasion Nanotail Typing Chronicles. I don't know what that is. Maybe it'll help you type better. I'm not sure. Uh, House of a Thousand Doors Family Secrets. That actually sounds kind of fun. Uh, based entirely on the name. Uh, Monkey Island 2 Special Edition, LeChuck's Revenge. The Monkey Island games are great. Uh, Galaxy of Pen and Paper and Guild of Ascension. So that's all the free stuff you can get from Prime Gaming this month. And then, uh, like we said, next or last month, uh, if you are a Prime Gaming uh, subscriber uh, by being an Amazon Prime subscriber, you actually get free games on Amazon Luna now as well. They're only there for a month, so if there's something you want to play, they're only good there for a month, and you stream those to your phone or your TV if you have a, a Fire Stick, that kind of stuff. Uh, you get the King of Fighters 98 Ultimate Match Final Edition, uh, Mortal Shell. I want to say I played Mortal Shell. At least thought about playing it. Um, Amnesia Rebirth. <laughs> Believe me when I say, Cliff, you do not want to play Mortal yeah, Shell. And that's what I think. It I, I know that enough about you to, to say you, you don't want to play Mortal Shell. It seems like... It's on Game Pass. And I think that's what I did. I thought, I'm like, this game looks really cool, and I didn't even make it through the tutorial, as I recall. Yeah. It's very yeah, like. super hard and like has. I really think I did like start it and like got to the tutorial and was like, nah. <laughs> um, Amnesia Rebirth. I'm trying to remember which one of the Amnesia games there are. There's so many of them. I mean, there's not. There's like three or four, but I can't remember if this is the one I played or not. I did not play this one, but the Amnesia games are pretty good if you like horror. Um, and uh, Tracks Toy Box Edition, which I don't know anything about, but you can play it for free on uh, Luna. So. That, uh, that's all the, the free games. A lot of good stuff. There should be some more Game Pass stuff uh, next week, so watch out for that as well. Um, finally, uh, a guy... That we're, we're, into, we're into Troll Corner now, just in case you needed like some directions as to where we are. Um, a guy found a Super Mario 64 Complete Clear Guidebook, which is a really cool guide to Super Mario 3D... Or, I'm sorry, Super Mario 64... Um, it had a lot of real, like, they made, like, cool dioramas 
um, in the game to serve as the, as the maps. It was just really neat. Um, released in 1996, so it never been released outside of Japan. And so if you wanted it, it was extremely expensive. Like, it would go for hundreds of dollars on eBay. Um, and a guy got a copy, scanned it, put, up on, put it up on archive.org, and people were like, this is so cool. Like, what a, what a neat thing. Um, and, of course, Nintendo being Nintendo, they sent a takedown uh, for it, for a, a book that they're not selling anymore. They're not making any money off of it. Even if someone buys a used copy of it, like they, they will never see another penny from that, that, that book unless they like reissue it. Um, and they're not going to do that. Like they're absolutely not going to do that. Uh, they've had what, 26 years to, to, to release that in America and haven't yet. So it seems Super unlikely, unlikely that they were going to, but Nintendo being Nintendo, uh, like so, I, I read about this in Kotaku. Um, the the first of that paragraph is "Good morning and welcome to what feels like the 1097th episode of Nintendo got some cool shit taken off the internet." And like, I I'm getting really sick of Nintendo just getting a pass for everything. <laughs> like, just frankly, like they are just. They're to the point where they're like almost anti-gamer. Like it's real shitty. I don't like it at all. But what yeah. are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So anyway, uh, that's that, and that sucks. So whatever. I am sure if you want it, there are still places you can find that though. Anyway, <coughs> yeah, right. Thank you uh, for hanging out with us today. Uh, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can join our Discord and come talk to me and Colby all day about what bird cam Colby's Woo. watching. Uh, hey, I'm watching a bat cam right oh, now. Man, is it, are, you know what I love? I love the big bats, like the real big ones. Yeah, they got some of oh, those so cool. in here. Super cool. It's mixed bats. Mixed bats. Huh. Is that like mixed nuts? Yeah. 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 You get some. Don't ask grandpa what you call the big ones. No, that would be a bad idea. The answer is Brazil nut people. Brazil nuts. Mm -hmm. Anyway. He's evil, but he died, so it'll be fine. Uh, you can join our Discord at bitemepodcast.com slash... One way to get rid of racism. <laughs> Just wait long enough. <laughs> bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. <laughs> we got there. Uh, you can join our Extra Life team or donate to us at bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life. Colby, there's no Dylan, so it's up to you, man. Go watch live games of animals. Okay, so we're here... Um, where where do I if I want to go watch a live cam of an animal like where where do I start? I don't know. Let's go to YouTube, search live cam. Um, the Cornell University has a lot of them uh, that are mostly bird ones. Um, but from there, you can just go to like related things and find all sorts of uh, uh, cool ones. It sounds like <laughs> my wife's home. Uh, this sounds like the most wholesome thing in the entire world. It's yeah. great. I like if you look at my or my watch history, it's just all like animal life cams. Love it. All right, we're gonna call this a good before my dog starts barking even more. Goodbye, people. Bye. Bye.